Welcome to another episode of the Find You Fitness Podcast. My name is Lee Pinkham, and I created this podcast roughly two years ago now in hopes that I could help spread genuine, valuable information to help others become a healthier and happier version of themselves. I know starting a podcast is pretty typical of the 20-something-year-old nowadays, but hey, I don't care. I realized that when I was getting into fitness in my late teens that I was really, I was misled by many articles on the internet and people who were absolutely positive that they were correct on how to get stronger or eat healthier or whatever. Through a lot of trial and error, I figured out what worked best for myself. And then, as an eager and young personal trainer coming hot out of college, I was ready to help others by utilizing those same protocols and strategies that worked for me on my clients. But very quickly, I realized that this whole health and fitness thing, it doesn't work like that. To truly conquer your health and fitness journey, you have to find what works best for you. Hence the name of the podcast, Find You Fitness Podcast. And that's what this podcast is all about. I know that there are a ton of health and fitness podcasts out there, and I know that my audience isn't the largest, but I know I'm coming from a genuine place with giving advice, that I will not lead you astray, and and that is very fulfilling to me, because I absolutely love helping people develop and maintain a new and healthy perspective on health and fitness. And if this episode today, or podcast as a whole does resonate with you or just you trust me enough to give advice to a family member or a friend send them my way via the podcast or if they just have some general questions about their fitness journey it's a lot to take in without a doubt but that's why i do this podcast to try to break it down for you so without any further ado i hope you guys enjoy today's podcast So this actually marks my first week of being fully back in person for chiropractic school. I go to school down here in Palmer, uh, at Palmer Chiropractic. It's in Port Orange, Florida. And uh, it's kind of exciting. You know, we've been in a hybrid state for the past six quarters. So it's like a year and a half now. Uh, It all started, I was in quarter two, now I'm in quarter eight. And it's, it's really weird to think that in October, I'll be in the clinic like part-time transitioning in and then full-time in the clinic in January for the rest of 2022. I'd be lying if I say I prefer everything to be in person, but to be honest, being able to virtually roll out of bed and log on to class, it was it was pretty nice. I'm not going to lie. And then of course, I'm not going to lie to you guys, skipping some of the pointless classes was was pretty nice as well. I feel like uh, I feel like a lot of colleges they do too good of a job at like inserting these classes for the sake of taking up more of your day and probably mainly because of money, but uh, and, and not for the benefits of actually learning like important material. And I'm a huge proponent and ask some of my classmates of not having wasted time. So when I have classes that I believe are absolutely necessary, I'm there. But for the ones that, that aren't, like uh, like last quarter I had health psychology. I'm not. It's not that those concepts aren't important because they really are. But having to study for and getting tested on how someone feels by engaging that by the tone of their voice to me is a waste of time when I should be studying for a much more important topic like uh, x-ray diagnosis, if, if that makes sense. 
I'm spending I'm spending 35 hours a week in the classroom alone, and that's not including studying on top of that. So I do consider every hour of my week to be very valuable. And I've I've also been uh, thinking a lot lately about the podcast, or if I and how or if I find a way to incorporate it into my future chiropractic practice one day. And we've been doing a lot of talking about that because with me going to clinic in the new year in 2022 and then graduating at the end of 2022, it's it's getting real and it's, and it's kind of happening pretty fast. It'll definitely be here before I know it. And we have some pretty tentative plans, that's Hannah that's and I, for how exactly we're going to tackle life and building a chiropractic practice when we graduate. And so, like I said, I'll graduate at the end of next year. And my goal is to be able to walk in on January 2nd, 2023, with patients scheduled for that day. I probably won't be very many, but that's okay. Uh, not the not the first, because the first is on a Sunday that year. I, I did check that. But but to do all, all of this, I've really got to get the ball rolling starting around probably the summertime next year uh, while I'll be in the clinic. So it'll be a stressful time, but it's it's very it's a very good problem to have. And I'm, I'm very blessed that this is even an opportunity and I'm super excited for it. But either way, it's good to be back in school and whatnot, and I'm excited to learn more and more. Uh, But for today, I'm here to talk about how to tackle the lack of motivation that arises when we start to get tired or bored of our workouts. And I really think absolutely everyone has been there. And if you haven't yet, I'm sure it's going to happen soon. You'll either get burnout, constantly frustrated, or just straight up bored. And as stressful and as frustrating as that is, just know that it's completely normal and it's completely okay. I went through my first boredom streak, if you will, about one year after I graduated from college. And this was right before I had started CrossFit. Now, for the longest time, I would easily, easily work out five plus days a week. Uh, It was so much fun. I had a nice routine. I'd get to the gym with my buddies after uh, college classes, and we'd train for about two hours. All of our friends would be working out. It's actually where I met Hannah, and then we'd be done. And once I graduated college, I started working out more by myself after working all day, and I lost so much motivation and so many gains because of it. And honestly, I would half-ass train like two to three times a week, hopefully. And I really believe it was a combination of getting bored with my workouts and having to program workouts for myself while I was programming for other people on top of that. And then on top of all of that, not having any friends or community to work out with. Soon after this period of time, I started CrossFit and that rejuvenated my love for fitness again. Now, I'm not here to tell you that CrossFit is your saving grace, uh, but if you know me, you probably think that is what I would say. (laughs) The, The truth is, CrossFit's just what did the trick for me. Your trick or whatever may be something completely different. Uh, Maybe it's a competitive cornhole league, which has been popping up a lot on my Facebook like watch thing lately. And I was was playing a few weeks ago and getting my ass kicked by a buddy of mine. And uh, it's so much fun. Like cornhole is so great. But maybe maybe competitive cornhole is like what you need. Um, I'm not sure. But my point is, is that I started to realize that, man, I'm getting sick of programming workouts for myself. And I realize 
and even more now just kind of talking about it to you guys that that I fed off of that gym community that I had in college and it helped me so much. And I didn't realize this when I signed up, but CrossFit checked both of those boxes for me again. I didn't have to program workouts for myself and I was welcomed into a like-minded, healthy community. It's truly the best of both worlds. So maybe that's the answer for you. Uh, Just a complete switch up in your training modality. It may be exactly what you need, just a different environment, a community to help keep you accountable, a different training modality. Don't be afraid, and I really, really can't stress this enough, don't be afraid to just switch it up completely. I know it's a life change. I know it's scary to think about. It was scary for me to switch from my traditional bodybuilding routine over to CrossFit. It was everything I ever knew. But something I've realized, especially with working with clients and as I'm going through my doctorate program, my number one rule and suggestion to anyone who is looking to exercise, no matter what your capabilities are or your current fitness level is, is for you to make it fun. I preface practically every conversation ever with that. And now I know that you may be saying, well, well, no shit, Lee. But, but truly ask yourself if you're having fun doing what you're doing. And if you would have asked me that question, I would have said I was having fun during that down period after college. But if you would have really got me thinking about it, I really wasn't. I didn't want to lift. I didn't really want to do anything, which was so uncharacteristic of me. And I think during this time is when I really started to have a, like a paradigm-shattering experience. I used to get so caught up, especially after I graduated, in the nitty-gritty like professional side of exercise science and personal training and all of that. And I got so ingrained in being the professional that I forgot what it was like to be brand new to it. And the truth is, if you're not having fun, you're not going to do it. No matter what, whether that's PT exercises for your torn rotator cuff, uh, CrossFit, uh, bodybuilding, powerlifting, running, swimming, biking, whatever you do. So if you're not having fun, explore other modalities. And please, 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 for the love of God, don't let other people's opinions on a modality persuade you from not trying something. For me and... Personally, CrossFit has absolutely changed my life, and my biggest regret is not starting it sooner. And the reason I didn't was because of all of the negativity I was hearing from others. Mind you, others who actually had zero knowledge of what CrossFit actually is. And like I've mentioned before, I also think that a like-minded community of individuals who think like you think, who who like to exercise, who like to feel good, who like to uh, try to eat healthy and, and still know how to have a good time, but, you know, prioritize their nutrition probably more than the average person. I think those communities can be so helpful to just about anyone. And I consider myself a pretty independent person uh, in general, honestly, but I've realized that I'm so much better with consistent, consistency, effort, and even happiness in general when I get to work out and be with my like-minded community. And not everyone is like this. You know, I have friends that they just 
They get by better by working out on their own. They can have that motivation, that determination every single day, and that's awesome. I respect the hell out of that. I thought that was how I was, but after training by myself for a longer period of time, I realized that, you know what, I kind of thrive off of the community. I love the aspect of everyone getting together and doing workouts and just, it's a grand old time and and it's a very positive environment. And I definitely feel like uh, in today's world, especially with everything going on, it's, if, if you don't get out much and you just kind of like scroll on your phone, you just do social media, you go to work every day and do like your traditional nine to five uh, job and you're talking to your coworkers about politics or, or religion or whatever the case may be, you come home, you turn on the news and all of that stuff. It sounds like the world is really negative and just a, a bad place to live. But I know every day I can go into a community where the vibe is very positive and it's very encouraging and everyone wants you to do your best and, and be your best and be the best version of yourself. And I didn't realize that I needed that until I kind of forced myself to give it a shot. And so maybe that's maybe that's what you need to do. But maybe you don't. Maybe this isn't the answer for you. Uh, but if you're finding that you're bored with your current setup, don't be afraid to step outside of what you're comfortable with and try to find that community or that new exercise modality. Maybe it's Orange Theory F45 or yoga or just biking or triathlons like whatever the case may be find find that community and of course you got to find what works best for you and i feel like this wouldn't be a podcast by lee if i didn't talk about well one crossfit but two just like my problem with our medical field now i know that yeah okay wow we have a future chiropractor who's doesn't like the current medical model. Well, yeah, that is true, but I do feel like I have a very genuine reason for it. Um, and I've discussed about it in, in previous podcasts before, so hopefully if this is your first, you're not you're willing to go back and listen to some other ones, but I do want to take a few minutes today and talk about the clinical application side of today's discussion, just like getting bored of workouts. I'm going to start it off with this. I've been told of a golden rule in regards to care. Never, ever, ever take away something from someone. And I've realized that a lot of medical professionals often do take things away from their patients. And and the thing is, is if you tell me that I can't do CrossFit, that I can't do the exercise that I love, one, I'm not going to listen to you because I'm immediately going to think that your advice is worthless. But not everyone will respond in that way. A lot of a lot of people out there will just say, well, I can't do it anymore. And I don't think that's the right way to go about this. And the more that I dive into it, the more frustrated I, I really do get over it. You know, for example, you may be in a rut. You may be visiting your doctor because of a medical issue that you've brought upon yourself. Like, let's say it's high blood pressure. Maybe you're really overweight, whatever it may be. And you've been doing some research, you're reading up on different ways to improve your health, and you notice that exercise and diet seem to be the top few things. So you then take some time and you Google different exercise modalities that you may be interested in. You take this information to your doctor and say, hey doc, I've been reading up on the internet and it says that exercise is good for me. I thought about trying that CrossFit thing or that F45 thing. Do you think that's a good idea? And now let's pause the story for a second. You should ask them 
this question. For sure, you may have a condition that you need to be extra cognizant about, but please understand that. But let's let's continue the story. So the doc says, well, CrossFitters usually end up with a lot of injuries, so I wouldn't do that. <sighs> Conversations like that do actually happen. And I know I'm using CrossFit over and over again, but it frustrates me to no end because I know how amazing and life-changing it can be. So I know that other modalities can serve that same purpose, even if it's not what I currently do. But if you go in and you tell your doctor that you're interested in X, Y, and Z, and they instantly shut it down, don't be afraid to question them about it. Don't be afraid to, to annoy them with questions and, and get the answers that you're looking for. Uh, believe it or not, doctors don't know everything, and the chances that yours does is slim to none. But you can't just, people will just naturally take the opinion of their doctor and just say, yeah, you're right. That sounds good to me. But you need to challenge it and you need to figure out what's going to work best for you at the end of the day. And, and, and ask some questions like, uh, do they have any personal experience with it? Or how do they know you'll get injured? Do they, and then ask yourself and potentially ask them if you're brave enough. Now, I don't even know if I'm brave enough. Actually, I, I am brave enough. I would ask this question, but ask them if, if they work out for themselves and what they do. Uh, chance, not chances are, but there's a lot of doctors that don't even take care of their own health. So why would you take advice from someone who doesn't even take care of themselves? I don't know. You know, how can they give thoughtful advice on a modality that they don't actually have any experience with? And like I said, the general population, they seem to be afraid to ask the doctors these tough, awkward questions. And I, and I do understand it's an intimidating environment, but you shouldn't be intimidated. And the last thing that they should do is tell you, no, you can't do it. Because like you were in a rut. What if this was just the break that you needed? What if that's the break your mom or your dad needed or your grandma, your grandfather? I've seen videos of those who were like three to 400 pounds uh, with a multitude of health problems, start CrossFit and, and other modalities, and, and it turned their lives around because of doctors who understood the concept that we're designed to move. And really the modality in which we do it doesn't matter as much as we tend to think it does. What's going to be more important, and it's like I always say, it comes down to two people. You, the individual, training your body and trying to listen and feel and understand like, hmm, this probably doesn't, this doesn't feel good. Maybe I shouldn't do this. Or, man, this hurts, but it, in a good way. And then have a coach that can help properly guide and move you through proper exercises for you. I mean, I couldn't imagine, you know, being a coach of CrossFit and if someone's doctor, let's say local to the area, uh, they went to their doctor and their doctor said they should quit CrossFit. You know, you know what I would personally do is I would ask for their doctor, and I'm dead serious. I don't care what my status is as a professional or just Joe Schmo or as a coach. I would have that, I would find the contact information for that doctor and bring them to my gym and be like, hey, Watch me coach this class. Ask any question you have. And the truth is, is I'll probably have a very good, sound, and reasonable answer for it. And I know that this maybe sounds like I'm kind of going off topic today, but it's really not. I'm really trying to kind of bring this all together and, and, and understand that a lot of times people get bored with their workouts because of 
just the modality in which it is. And maybe you need to switch it up completely and find something completely different than you're, than what you're used to. And if your doctor doesn't support it because, frankly, their opinion is based off of, I don't know, the general public perception of something, then that's kind of – that's a red flag to me. And, and, and honestly, it would make me question other pieces of advice they gave me. What else do they – not do their time and research into into or looking into different things like that. So it's a it's it's a very interesting topic. And you know, I talked about it last week, the 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 delivery. And um I always, even as a student now, run into students and our fellow classmates, I guess I would say, and and professors and different people who who immediately like downplay CrossFit. And I have a major problem with it. And on the inside, I'm like boiling, pissed. I want to not rip their head off, but I want to tell them like why they're wrong and everything about it. But instead, I just encourage them say, hey, like I coach at a local box here in town. Uh, why don't you come try it with me? If you want to be in my class and let me coach you, or you can take the class with me and I can kind of guide you along as a fellow athlete because I trust the coaches at my gym that much to do and give you proper and appropriate information based off of your body. And I always offer, and I, no one really ever takes me up on the offer because I almost feel like it's it would bring them outside of their comfort zone and what they're used to. And I just, and if, you know, you're someone who has your hesitancies about not just CrossFit, but any modality of fitness out there, you need to try it. You need to go put yourself out there and see what it's like before you were to give advice one way or the other about it. Because that may be just the break that someone needs to kind of revamp their workouts or not only revamp, but maybe to get started. I mean, if you have a 350 pound patient, does it really matter what they do as long as they're doing something? We can worry about all the nitty gritty details if they ever take it to that level. But general fitness and general exercise, there's really not a way you can screw this up. So if we're going to take that away from people, maybe that was their only option. Maybe that's all they wanted to do. And I'm and I almost done off this like medical professional spiel, but I think a lot of our medical professionals, and this isn't just chiropractors, this is physical therapists, this is your PCPs, your primary care docs, um, they forget the importance of having fun in general or you know, when you're injured. And typically, their first reaction is to stop you from doing whatever you're currently doing for the sake of your body. But instead of bringing you from 100 to 0 and saying you should stop whatever you're doing, remember I said never take something away from someone, the real answer should be bringing you somewhere in the middle. Finding ways to modify around so you're still having fun with your exercise, but also getting in the appropriate corrective work or recovery or whatever the case may be to fix your issue. And a big problem with PT and even really chiropractic care is the low rate of patients actually compete, completing their like take-home exercises like they're supposed to. And the reasons like they don't, it, it usually is because it's boring. And the truth is it, it is, it is boring. And I'm constantly, myself, I'm working on my delivery, which, like I mentioned earlier, it's, it's an excellent time to say, hey, you guys should listen to last week's episode. I talked about the importance of the delivery, but the delivery is really where you have your chance as a clinician. I've got to find a way to convince you that, yes, while these movements are boring, you need to do them. 
And I usually try to bring up the fact that if you really want to return to the activities that you enjoy, then doing this is a must. And that usually helps motivate some, but, but not all. And so I can summarize this like bit of cl clinical application uh, that I spent the last like 10 minutes on, half the podcast pretty much, uh, by saying this. When a future patient of mine comes up to me and they ask me if they can try this or that fitness modality, do you know what I'm going to say? Hell yes, you can. I want you to do whatever you're going to enjoy. Because if you don't enjoy it, you're not going to stick to it. And that's a fact. And when I know my area well enough, I'll tell them exactly who they should go and see to get that best experience. And, and if they need to modify exercises, they need to or modify movements in general, I'll give them that information or I'll contact the person at their gym or that however they train and let them know. And that's really a major problem within sort of like the medical rehab professional side of things and just your traditional commercial gyms or locally owned gyms or whatever is there's this huge disconnect. We send off a patient and saying, hey, you can go work out, but we don't really like give them any maybe limitations that they should be cognizant of. Uh, like if you just got your torn, ro like a rotator cuff repaired, um, we need to kind of, and you got cleared from PT, we need to bring you back into this slowly and very methodically with a purpose. And there's not really like a liaison for that, um, but hopefully one day there will be. You know, in putting putting this uh, this clinical application aside and getting back to the general just fitness discussion uh, just for this last little bit, it does apply in a very similar way. But all of this is why it's really important not only to have long-term goals, but short-term goals like weekly, monthly, or even six months to a year goals as well. You know, I have long-term goals to be able to be self-sufficient, independent, healthy, and happy till the day that I drop. But that doesn't always get me through my workouts or even to the gym. When I set short-term goals, like uh, like running twice a week or getting into the gym three times next week for uh, and, hold, and continuing that for the rest of the month, it's a lot more attainable in my head. And when I execute that goal, I feel like I'm gaining some momentum for the next week. So I'm also a massive fan, and maybe this is what you need to do for setting smaller goals like that. Thinking about something that you want to accomplish in the gym that's relatively short term. Maybe if you've been lacking that drive lately, something that you could probably accomplish within the next month or so. And setting those smaller goals and building on them month after month until it's just more ingrained in your everyday life. You have this rhythm to it all, and you can execute these goals week in, week out. All right, so I really hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. We are literally on number 95, which is like wild to think I've done this for practically 95 weeks in a row. That's kind of crazy, um, but we're going to keep on chugging along for at least a little while. If you guys enjoyed this podcast, share it with a fan, a friend or a family member. I Every little share, every post that you do if you send it to a friend everything like that it does help the podcast grow and even checking on previous episodes and i'm going to talk actually more about that in a few weeks i have a kind of a uh, little plan for that but even 
sending a friend an episode from 47 weeks ago, uh, it does help the podcast grow. It gets more plays. It gets out there more. More people will see it. Maybe it'll pop up on some like random explore page or if you like type in uh, BCAAs and you want to learn more about that, if my podcast on BCAAs have more plays, then it'll pop up in the search list. I won't be more, it won't be one of like the most popular ones, but Spotify has some options there to uh, filter through popular ones and just like anyone that talks about it. And I think that's really cool. So every little share, everything you do like that does help the podcast grow. It doesn't have to be like this one in particular. It could be the very first one or the 57th one or whatever the case may be. Um, So do that for me. I hope you guys enjoyed all of today's podcast. I really feel like this is some valuable information, some good stuff uh, in this one. And I'm going to catch you all next week. Much love.